0: Welcome to the Two Old Men Rambling Show.
1: I'm Jack.
0: (laughs) I'm John. Now, welcome to the Jack and John podcast. Um, We're on a mission.
1: Yes, we are. We're on a mission.
0: To help you focus on Christ. There you go. So, no, we are two old. You're in a good mood, aren't you? I am in a good mood. You know, I don't have any kidney stone. I I don't have the flu or COVID or any of that stuff. And I hope I stay stay in good shape for a while. That's right. Oh Wow. If you joined us last time, um, I made Jack read some of his writing to us because it's great and it's inspiring. And uh, I want to start out that way right now, Jack, because I got to tell you, this is some special stuff. Jack said, these are the last two paragraphs of my life story. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, stop. So far. I, yeah, okay, there you go. There you go. I said, now I'll let you go there. because said, you got a lot more story left. You better better not be writing the last two paragraphs. So, yeah, give us what you got, Jack.
1: All right. Well, this is, uh, this is the end that we're going to do at the beginning. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Well, here you go, folks. Our lives are always moving toward eternity. What is the point of this life if we do not, this is Philippians 3, win the prize for which God has called us heavenward in Christ Jesus? I hope that the God you know and serve is not a safe God. I hope God bothers you. I hope God breaks you. And when he does, you will know the true Lord of all loves you. Today, I stand before you simply a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I've been blessed and battered, amazed and abused, celebrated and cursed, loved and loathed, drained and determined, and thoroughly broken by the loving care of my Heavenly Father. But I'm still here, and I will never quit. I will press on, thanking Him for giving me all the breaks that I needed. (laughs) So anyway, that's musings of a guy in his final season, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. Unless unless there's overtime, you know, you know, you never know. I, <laughs> you no, know, no. I think that's beautiful. I don't Jack. think
1: that's a depressive thing. No, Do you it's think that's not. Not really a depressive. No, final
0: thing? season. That's not bad. Yeah. You know, because it's like you said, we're pressing toward eternity. I, I got to tell you, one of my friends um, had a family member that died, and I was reading some of the comments that people are posting. Okay, and 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 it. It's all good stuff, and people are, you know, sorry for your loss and, and you know, memories and that kind of thing. But I'll tell you, it, it really bothers me. It's, it really does bother me when people will talk about the person in the past tense. And the reason that that's a bother to me is, yes, they're not with us anymore. Their presence with us in the flesh is past. It's in the past tense. But that person's not in the past tense. They're living in, in the present in glory with Christ.
1: Present where there is no past or future present. Right. They're more
0: alive. Yeah, they're, they're, they're more alive than they've ever been. There's no past tense there. You know, you hear people who are survivors who've gone through, you know, difficult things and they'll say my past doesn't define who I am, Right, you know? And that's the difference between being a survivor and being a perpetual victim. Some people stay in that victim role and their whole life is about blame and bitterness. And I mean, I do feel bad for the person who's gone through whatever it is. Um, And certainly there's plenty of awful things that people have endured at the hands of other people. Um, And that's terrible and it's tragic, but you don't have to be locked in there. I mean, you got to deal with some of the scars, physical and otherwise, but you you press on and you go forward because I know the people who have, and they will say, I'm not going to let my past define me. Well, nobody can say that louder or more definitively than the person who is standing in the presence of Jesus and all of this earthly life is behind them. Does your past define you? No. You're being in the presence Mm -hmm. of the everlasting God who created you and created all things and sustains all things and has prepared glory for you.
1: And if you think about it, you know those that do find themselves in heaven, in the presence of God, around the throne, singing with angels, and whatever else is going on, according to Revelation and according to Paul, he couldn't even tell us the things that he right. saw. We wouldn't understand them. You can't handle then. The truth. You couldn't handle that. Well. <laughs> You know, why would you want to come back here? Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of times people say, well, I wish they were back. You know, I think the guy I feel the most sorry for in the Bible is Lazarus. Oh, yeah. He, he's like in the presence of everybody. And he, <laughs> now he's got to come back again. Yeah. But he does it. OK, Lord, I'll do that for you. But only for you. And I come back away from where I once right. was. So and then he had to die again. What a guy.
0: Right. Well, so, now that he had the Pharisees wanting to kill him. So that people quit talking about it. Yeah,
1: yeah, because he was an example of the power of Christ. (laughs) You said that as we read verse 3 there the last time about visiting those in prison and uh, uh, kind of uh, having compassion on those who are mistreated as if we were mistreated too, that there's some other scriptures couched in that uh, that's pretty good, right? Right. Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? So in comparison to that, that that's a pretty awesome scripture. And actually the writer of, of Hebrews does that in the 13th chapter. He really mm-hmm. couches that in a lot of pretty awesome truths. Right. He really does. And that's that's one of them. One of them couched in there is Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's in there, too. So there's a lot of solid teaching in Hebrews and right here in this 13th chapter. But what I would focus in on there is be content with what you have. There's nothing worse than an uncontent teenager. And uh, (laughs) my daughter has got a couple of teenagers now in the house. And boy, oh boy, the 14-year-old... Takes a lot of love, I'll tell you, because he just, Uh-oh. you know, yeah, he's, he's not content with anything. And he came down um, a couple of days ago, his birthday's coming up, and he handed his dad a picture of a $4,000 go-kart. And uh, he said, Dad, this is what I want you to buy me for my birthday. And he said, well, you can't ride that go-kart around the streets around here. He said, oh, no, that's street ready. And he said to his 14-year-old son, okay, so how are you going to ride it on the street? You don't have a driver's license. And he said, yeah, but I have a certificate from my from my middle school that I'm a part of the middle school. He said, well, how is that going to get you, you know, on a go-kart driving around? He said, I've got one word for you to give you an answer. No, no go-kart. <laughs> but, I mean, a 14-year-old kid that doesn't really kind of nothing and they're trying to get uh, him to you gotta get up you got to do something you got to be a part of society you know you gotta don't be content with your life oh 14 year olds <laughs> you know what Mark Twain said about teenagers forgive mm. me this is Mark Twain uh, he said when your kid turns 13 put him in a barrel and feed him through the hole uh, when he turns 14 plug the hole
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh mercy so
1: be content, you know, don't be like, you know, a, a needy, selfish little teenager that needs to grow up a little bit, obviously.
0: Well, and and I, to add to that, you know, the idea of the contentment really comes from the fact that God's taking care of our needs, you know, yeah, so. I,
1: Paul said he would be content in with much and content right. with nothing, and he's been in both situations. Right.
0: Well, and and part of it is because he'd gotten to the place where he realized that plenty is nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, you think when you have nothing, well, that that that's nothing. But you follow Jesus long enough. You, You read his word long enough. You see these examples of faith enough times and you realize that having plenty... Is nothing, and not just that. It's also fleeting. It's temporary. You know, you think about the the guy that had the the great crop, and he says, "I'm going to build bigger oh, barns." Yeah. You know, and uh, store so up that all this stuff so that I can
1: feed myself. Yeah, and I can yeah. Eat.
0: And well, and and we do pick on that guy because you know it, it's. I, I've heard preachers talk about it from the standpoint that that God's judging him for his selfishness and storing up the stuff. And and I'm not saying he's not, but I don't think that's the point of it. I think the point of it is the guy is putting faith in himself. He's taking credit for the great things that he's got. He's taking credit for his wealth, his riches, and his success. And God is basically saying, you have no idea. All of that came from me, dude. (laughs) <laughs> the
1: antithesis of that is the story of the little uh, older widow lady who was very, very, very poor and uh, didn't have much, always kind of kind of battled to just get the things that she needed for necessity, but God always provided for her, and she was filled with joy, and she was studying the Bible. She always studied the Bible, and she got to the Lord's Prayer. And uh, she said to herself as she was going into the Lord's Prayer, you know, I know this really well. I mean, I pray this every day.
0: Give us this day. Uh, I
1: think I can. Yeah, I think I can <laughs> skip over this, you know. Oh. And uh, she was happened to be at the point of give us this day our daily bread. And she went to her cupboard and didn't realize she had nothing in her cupboard to eat that day. And so she thought to herself, "What am I going to do to find something to eat?" About that time, the door a knock on the door, and it was the neighbor lady. And she said, "You know." We were baking some bread today, and we thought about you, and we brought you a freshly baked loaf of bread here. And she took the loaf of bread, and she set it on the table, and she said, Lord, thank you for teaching me something new again from an old passage of Scripture that I thought I knew what it was all about. So that's the way the Scripture is. You can always learn something from it. So don't not study because you think you know every aspect.
0: His mercies are new every, every morning. Day, that's right. That's right. Um, and, and that's the beauty of God's word. Um, it's not just these words that you're reading, but it's His Spirit uh, breathing life into you and into these words um, as you read, so that He does fill you with new things um, and and with life. So, anyway. Yeah.
1: And to be content with whatever you have. And, you know, I think uh, a lot of times being un- con- uh, malcontent, we say, you know, always complaining. And, and I've known those people, you know, mm-hmm. that always wanted more. And, and you know, the, the arithmetic of Jesus is, give and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together and overflowing, shall men give into your lives as you are. Generous, And as you live a life of generosity and brokenness and gratitude, then I think that that reaps for us a dividend, a God's arithmetic. He, he blesses us and he gives us what we need. Um, I told somebody that this week, you know, don't worry about it. God's going to take care of you because if he took care of the lilies of the field and the birds of the air, he's certainly going to take care of his child. Mm-hmm. That's what he says. And uh, so... Yeah, there's uh, so much in this relationship with Christ, and I just encourage everyone to, one of the things we started with is to write down the things you're thankful for and grateful for, so you'll be reminded of all the blessings you do have, and uh, don't focus so much on what you don't have and more on what you do have. Uh, we, uh, I think we're just blessed with abundance, uh, even the... Poor people have more than some poor people in some parts of the country, world. So it's just a perspective to look on.
0: It, and sometimes they have more.
1: Yeah, they have more you know, of the things that really matter. They have more.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my daughter, Julia, we, we interviewed her a few weeks back. And um, she's a worship leader uh, in Traders Point Christian Church at, at their north campus. And they had this worship night um, about a month ago, and it was a bit of a spur-of-the-moment thing. They hadn't really planned on doing one, but there were these things happening like at Asbury and and other colleges and places around the country. And so their lead pastor said, you know, guys, I I really want you to do uh, a worship night and he was out of the country even at the time. I mean, he was in on a trip in Israel. Um, and so they put this thing together and... And it was amazing, and you know, I've watched the video back a couple of times. I was in the hospital with my kidney stone, and uh, I was okay, watching. Okay, you've got enough. I know. I'm be, I milked that I? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm milked that. I was. I was in pain. <laughs> I was suffering. No, but I was. I, I was. Just, I, I know just you are. I was watching it on my iPad. Um, with the uh, live stream. Yeah. Okay. Which was awkward because, you know, in the hospital, you can't do anything without an interruption. Right. And right. so it's like, you know, nurses coming in to do this and nurses coming in to do that. And I'd had this procedure. And so one was coming in and, and I'm on this special floor where it's like, she was going to do like a sponge bath. And I'm like, ah, I think I'm okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, but so, I'm sorry. Apologize for saying that. I'm not even going to anyway, comment. No, no. Please don't. We, we just let that one go. So, but I'm so anyway. So I'm watching it best I can. Could have well, been, been worse. It could have been worse. But but the other night, um, JD uh, JD Miller was staying at our house, and this was uh, before the power went out with the big storm. And um, so I I put the live stream. Up, or, well, the recording, uh, up on the, the TV and was playing it back. And we didn't watch the whole thing because it's like two hours. I mean, it's too it's long. Um, but, you know, fast forward through you know, to parts where, like, Julia's leading a song or where I thought it was, like, really deep and spiritual and stuff. And, and it was a beautiful experience, and I, I really felt drawn into it, even then just watching it back. But the reason I bring it up talking about this with J.D., and J.D. was talking about when he's been in China, and he said the most moving experience that he has ever had, that he's never felt any kind of replication of it ever, is when he was worshiping with the underground church in China. Because these people, every single person there was there not only to worship, which you get that on a worship night. The people who come for worship night, they're not the ones that are just there for the sermon because they're in one. They're there because they want to sing praise to God. Okay, But this underground church, they're risking their lives to be there. That's how important the worship is to them. And because of that, they have that real sense that we're talking about here that you've put your faith in God he will never abandon you or forsake you um, because you know the secret police or whatever you call them could come in oh anytime. absolutely
1: you risk you yeah. risk um, yeah being arrested
0: but they understand even, even oh yeah they understand the the value of worshiping Jesus and and getting closer to him and hearing his word. And that's what I mean about sometimes the folks who, who have less or, or the least or nothing sometimes are more filled.
1: That's genuine faith. Yeah. You know, if you can stand in front of a rifle aimed at your head, which I'm thinking of Ajay Law. Oh, who, yeah. Um, you know, has that... Indian. ...happened. Yeah. yeah, he's a missionary... Tremendous leader in India and was threatened if he preached in a certain city. Um, the enemies had weapons trained on his head. If you say something we don't like, we're going to shoot you.
0: It wasn't just the enemies. It was the police. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't well, just was, that. It was if, if he started a riot. Okay. In other words, if he said something that, that was going the, to. Yeah,
1: even, the, even the ones that were against uh, him. Right. Him, yeah.
0: Right. They were going to end it by ending him. Can you
1: imagine calling your wife and saying, well, pray for me. I'm getting ready to preach, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> might not see you again this, on this earth. Yeah. Now, that kind of faith is strong. Yeah. And powerful. Yep.
0: Um, you know, there's a part of me that's that's thankful in a sense that we don't need to live with that kind of angst, you know, although he's telling you right here, don't be afraid. You know, what can mere men do to you? Um, but I, I have a sense that we're going to need that kind of faith at some point. Yeah,
1: you have to get your uh, belief settled, you know, yeah. your faith and your trust, your confidence settled in Christ and realize that death is just a door you know, into an eternity, into the presence of God. Um, and I think maybe martyrdom is a spiritual gift. Well, God gives you strength d- at the time. Death
0: is one thing to deal with, but in our culture, um, it's not the death of your body that that we're really thinking about. It's the death of your way of life. Way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's being canceled. Yep. Um.
1: Well, there's, there's danger of that.
0: Yeah. It's being canceled, or you know, like Paul, I- imprisoned, um, or exiled. Uh, yeah, who, uh, whatever, it, whatever it's going to be, death would be the the easier way out. Because right. I'm like, I'm in the presence of God. Right. That's that's cool with me. But it's the living here um, without the ease that we're used to. And I think that's the thing. I think God's. Sort of poking his church a little bit right now because we've become complacent in our comfort. And,
1: uh, not supposed to be.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's, that's a problem. So, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to, do me. to me? Yeah. Well, Jack. What's a, what's a good word you want to leave everybody with today? Well,
1: I think that um, Jesus says that we need to kind of die to ourselves, die to sin, die to our hopes and dreams, and resurrect in a newness of life uh, to where we take on the dreams of God and the will of God and the hope of God. And uh, when you do that, if you've already died to yourself and you're Way of life and the things of this world then you know the only thing is physical death and even that is a doorway so there is nothing to fear
0: mm-hmm.
1: really there is not so strengthen your faith in that and trust in God on that and uh, yes walk in the newness of life with Christ as your Savior and with his hopes and dreams in your heart and mind and uh, Get moving. Get going. Do all you can to bring folks with you.
0: Amen. Jack, keep writing your stuff because uh, that's inspiring. And I think that... Well, thank you. I think our listeners are going to be inspired by that too. Okay. I, I, I didn't just make you read that because I wanted to pick on you. No, I, I thought that was really good stuff. I hope you guys appreciated it too. and um,
1: Very rough form. yeah. You
0: no. Know, rough but excellent you know a diamond in the rough is still a diamond (laughs) right anyway well guys thanks a lot for joining us Uh, we love you Uh, we hope that something we say helps you to keep focused on Christ and, and we'll see you next time